This is the Fearless Presentations podcast, the fastest, easiest way to reduce public speaking fear. Want to absolutely eliminate public speaking fear? This podcast is the answer. Here's the guy who literally wrote the book on Fearless Presentations, Doug Stannard. Welcome back to the Fearless Presentations podcast, podcast number 21. So, yeah, we're blowing and going along here. I uh, In this session, we're going to cover a couple of, of things that are going to be very valuable for you if you design workshops or if you design seminars or if you're the if you have to kind of create content over an extended period of time so you're teaching you're lecturing uh, you're creating um, some type of training for people anytime that you're going to be speaking to the same group over and over and over again over a series of, of hours or days or weeks or months this this content can be very helpful we got a brand new tech find that can be helpful to get solicit feedback from your your audience while you're actually up on the stage actually speaking, which is kind of cool. And then also we're going to show you how to design workshops and seminars very effectively. So stand by for today's podcast. So the new tech find this week is an app on iPhone and Android. It's called Ping Pong. It's actually technically it's called Ping Pong Spot Networking. And we thought that since we're, since this particular podcast is really about how to design workshops and seminars and that kind of thing, that we might want to include a, an app that will help in those kind of situations. And that's what Ping Pong really does now. I mean, there's probably lots of different apps that you can use for this specific thing. But this is really easy to use and just about anybody can, you know, even if you have very little technical expertise, you can still kind of use this because basically all you have to do is just download the app on your iPhone or your Android phone and then have your participants, the people that are in your room, actually download the, the same app. And then you give them a, a meeting code. So when you when you create your app, it'll give you a meeting code. You give that meeting code to the folks that are in your room. And the neat thing about it is that you can now ask questions or do a poll or or do some type of audience participation or audience interaction, even if you've got 50, 100, 200, 300, 1,000 people in your room. The neat thing about this is that you can do, use this along the way. Let's say you're teaching something and you want to make sure that people are kind of retaining the content, then you can you can have them kind of log on to or open up their their app, ask them a question, and see how many people actually get it right. And it'll actually post in real time what people are answering or how people are replying to the the question that you've you've uh, solicited to the audience. So it's a really cool way, a really interesting way to kind of break things up. And especially if you're in a lecture style type thing where you're doing a lot of speaking or a lot of talking and there's not as much audience participation or audience interaction, this is a way to kind of break it up a little bit so that you can get your audience really involved. So it's free, by the way. It doesn't cost you anything. Uh, again, it's ping pong spot networking. And if you want to find more information about this, we actually posted a video i think it's one of their marketing videos i believe we posted on the on the uh the podcast notes that you can find on our website at fearlesspresentations.com high tech gadgets to make your presentations better 
So, Doug, what's today's hot topic? So, today's hot topic is how to create workshops and seminars that audiences really want to attend.、Um, and I, I can tell you why I came up with this topic. And over the last few weeks, I've had a, a number of clients come to me and ask me to help them create truly customized workshops and seminars for their groups. And, and you know, this happens all the time. But,、um, but in these specific situ- situations, there were similar threads. That、um, if you kind of understand the threads that these folks were going through, it might be helpful to you as well. If you find yourself in a situation where you're trying to do training, internal training for your people, and you're looking for ways to make that training really, really valuable for them. So,、um, one of the neat things that this will do is this you can actually use this technique, and I'm going to show you how to do today in a lot of different ways. You can use it whether, whether you're just doing a, a, a quick little training program for 10 minutes or 15 minutes in. Uh, in a staff meeting or something like that, all the way out to if you have like a 16 week series of, of、uh, training programs that you're trying to organize and make them go a whole lot better. So, for those of you who have been listening to the podcast for a while, you'll notice that I often refer back to podcast number three. It's really one of the foundational. Podcast that we cover, and it's called How to Design Presentations Quickly. And and by the way, just so you know, this podcast is no exception. The, the things that we're going to start focusing on in this particular podcast are really going to go back to what we taught back on that that last one as well. In addition to podcast number three, if you haven't yet listened to that one, you might want to go back and listen to that one before you listen to this one. And and I would also encourage you to listen to podcast four about how to come up with your specific titles and that kind of thing. Because if you understand those two concepts very thoroughly, It makes it a whole lot easier to do what I'm going to share with you today. So, there are a couple of quick things that you want to keep in mind about designing workshops and, and presentations is that when you're designing something from scratch, when you're designing content, you have to make it really audience focused, meaning that you have to kind of think about what. Does the audience really want? What does the audience really need from the content that I'm going to be providing? And that's kind of the, 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 the big kind of first step. And oddly enough, a lot of people just kind of forget about that. They think about, okay, if I'm going to design a workshop, what exactly do I know about this topic? And then they start creating slides and that kind of thing, which doesn't really work. So,、um, we, we'll, what we're going to show you how to do in this presentation or in this podcast is kind of show you how to really think about what the audience wants. Wants and, and design your, your workshop or your training or your seminar, whatever it is that you're creating, design it to make it very audience focused for them.、Um, the, the, the real key to understanding how this works is that this, it, this is the same technique that we taught in podcast number three. It's the same, same technique. Basically, all we're doing is creating kind of an outline. The difference, though, is that In that, in that podcast number three, we kind of showed you how when you create that outline, that actually becomes your speech. So if you've got your, your topic and your few bullet points narrowed down to the things that are most important to the audience, you can just kind of insert a few stories or examples or analogies or audience participation sessions or showmanship, you know, those kind of things. You can add that in as, as kind of ways to beef up those bullet points or explain those bullet points in a more effective way. However, If you're, if you're designing a more teaching type of presentation, if you're designing something that's really designed to help people learn something and you want to make it really stick, then you, you basically take that outline and use it as an outline. Basically, for each one of those bullets, you're going to give a lot more content or a lot more details, a lot more structure to those things. 
So I'll give you an example how how I did this in real life. Like for instance, when I created the two day fearless presentations class, you know, if you go to fearlesspresentations.com, you can actually look at the um, the the structure of that class that we created. It'll give you all the different bullet points. It'll tell you what we're going to cover in the first half day session, and there are three bullet points underneath that, and then there's a second half day, and then there's a third half day, basically. And every one of those are going to show you different content or different topics that we're going to cover in each one of those those sessions. Well, when I started out designing the Fearless Presentations class, I started out with a, just a three-point talk, just like what we teach you how to do on, on that podcast number three. And all I did was I kind of looked back and I said, okay, if I were going to attend a class, if I were one of the people that would be attending a Fearless Presentations class, and I only got one thing from it, what would be the most important thing that I'd want to come away with? And the, the most important thing was kind of a no-brainer. People that would go to a Fearless Presentations class would want to learn how to reduce public speaking fear. I said, okay, now, if, if people really understand that, though, if, they, if, they're, if we help them reduce public speaking fear, what would be another good takeaway that somebody might want to receive from attending a class like this? And the second thing that we came up with was how to design presentations more quickly. Because a lot of times people are designing their presentations and, and it takes them hours or days or weeks to actually design a presentation. So if we can help them do that more quickly and then help them also be more confident presenting that content, then that would be a good takeaway as well. And then thirdly, the th- third thing that we came up with was how to be more persuasive, how to win people to your way of thinking. Because most of the time when folks are designing their own presentations, it's really designed in order to persuade the audience or win people to their way of thinking. So basically, we came up with those three bullet points. Now, if I were going to use the the, the structure or the the, um, the the teaching from podcast number three, that would that in itself would create maybe a ten minute, fifteen minute, thirty minute, probably at the most presentation that I could deliver, and it would be very interesting and it'd be very entertaining, but it wouldn't be that practical. Meaning that. If I were if I were going to spend maybe ten minutes or so to help people reduce public speaking fear, the odds that people in that room would have re- eliminated their public speaking fear in ten minutes is going to be really really low. I mean, it's not it's not going to be very practical. So basically, what we what we did was we created the the for each one of those bullet points we created more structure. So I went back to bullet point number one. And then I used that bullet point number one as a way to create an entirely new presentation. So I, uh, so for instance, if I wanted to help people reduce public speaking fear, I just went back and did the same exact thing that I did the first time, but I did it with one bullet point. So instead of focusing on the most important things that the audience would need to know about fearless presentations, I focused specifically on the most important things that the audience would need to know about bullet point number one, how to reduce public speaking fear. And I came up with a, a few key concepts. The first thing that really helps people reduce public speaking fear is uh, is stories and examples. The more stories and examples that you put into your presentation, the faster you're going to reduce your public speaking fear, your nervousness, that anxiety. And so that's really key to helping people overcome that, that nervousness. Well, the second thing that folks can do to reduce public speaking fear is to have a very clear and easy to follow structure to for their presentations so they don't have to remember a bunch of stuff the more stuff that you have to remember the more likely you are to forget something and kind of panic when you're in front of the group so that easy to to follow structure is very helpful as well and then we also wanted to cover the third thing was uh, things that will help people reduce public speaking fear like tips things that you know that maybe maybe mistakes that that people have made that we can help them overcome you know things like that things that are kind of real practical in the real world 
And again, for each one of that, for for each one of those bullet points that we created in fearless presentations in that first session, now I've got I could create thirty minutes or even an hour's worth of content on each one of those three things, and um, and it would be much more practical now than spending you know 10 minutes on how to reduce public speaking fear now the neat thing is is that now that i've created a series of bullet points for that bullet point i can do the same thing one more time it's a technique that we call terracing and that that basically with it when when we terrace an outline or when we terrace a presentation every time we go down a level we're making it more practical for people so like for instance in that last thing that i just covered the 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 uh, the tips that you can do to reduce public speaking fear if i wanted to i could give you know three four five six tips that you can do to reduce to reduce public speaking fear and i can cover that in a whole hour's time period and that's going to be much more practical because each one of those individual tips we're going to be spending 10 15 minutes on so now every time i do that it makes it way more practical for you so uh, i'll give you a good example of how this is used in the real world is is a company that i worked with very recently i was working in houston with a company that does um, self-directed iras and this was exactly what they wanted me to come and teach them how to do to how to design their own workshops or own presentations. Now, just to kind of give you a background, this company has been around for, for a number of years. But the thing is, is that the two guys that started the company tend to do a lot of the training within the company. And when I say training, what they're doing is they're training their clients. So these are com- this, these, this is a company that helps people create their own IRA. So instead of investing in the stock market, they can invest in their own investments and that kind of thing. So it takes a lot of education in, in finance to be able to do that very effectively. So these guys do training programs every week. So their clients can come in, they can pick up new skills, new tips, things that are going on in the marketplace, that kind of thing. Well, for the last you know, 10, 12 years or so that this company has been in business, the, the leaders, the owners of the company, or the founders anyway, are the ones that have been doing all of these training programs. Well, now that they're growing, they need other people to be able to do the training as well. And they needed to have these folks be able to, to design these presentations. So basically all we did was I went in and did almost, it was almost just kind of a standard two-day fearless presentations class. It's just in the, in the last part of that program where we were helping them design their own presentations, we were actually specific, specifically designing those presentations as training programs. And the first time that they delivered that first training program that they had created, it only took them 10 or 15 minutes to deliver the entire presentation from start to finish. But then as we progressed through the day, we had them add in more examples and more stories and more analogies. And, and we turned those those 10 minute kind of outlines of a presentation into a very content driven program or content driven seminar that they could deliver in about a 45 to 50 minute time period, which is typically what their their workshops would last. And so the the, the cool thing about doing something like this is that now it, there were we had about 20 or so people in that class and every single one of them created a brand new from scratch training program and we videotaped it. So now they've got 20 new pieces of content that they can put on their website and use as training programs for new clients as they come in. So there's all kinds of neat stuff that you can do if you if you follow this technique. Um, so let me get back to the next thing, though, is, is now that once we have a good outline and we've created some good content in there and we go back to each one of those bullet points, even just one time, and we terrace it down one more time, it makes it more practical for the audience. So you really want to terrace that, that outline to really add some depth to the content that, that you're delivering. So um, just like in the example that I gave before with the fearless presentations, for each one of those bullet points that we created, all we did was just 
kind of design a, a new presentation out of that. So we could have done that with the IRA company as well. So if we wanted to take those 45-minute presentations and turn it into a half-day workshop, for each one of the bullet points that they came up with, we could just design a brand new presentation or a brand new um, piece of, or a brand new uh, outline for that one bullet point as the title and then create a few more bullet points underneath it and then take a break in between. So every hour, hour and 15 minutes, hour and 30 minutes, something like that, you take a little five, 10 minute break. And when people come back, now they're, they're more clear and it's easier for them to, bring, to, to pick up new content. So it makes it a whole lot easier for people to remember your content if you're, if you're designing your presentations that way. Um, now, the only the, the big thing that you want to keep in mind about using te this technique that makes it a little limiting is that you're really only limited by your your the, the time that you have to deliver the content. So the, the less time that it sounds like common sense and it really is. But for some reason, it's one of those things that people just tend to forget about when they're designing their their own workshops and designing their own seminars. You're limited by the time, that, time that you have to make the content very practical for people. You want to do what we said before. You want to give them the the content in little bite-sized pieces. So one, one bullet point at a time. Spend 45 minutes, 50 minutes, an hour, maybe an hour and 15 minutes or 30 minutes tops to to deliver that content, and then take a break. And then you can cover something new. People will be more fresh. The, the, the thing you have to keep in mind, though, is that if you're limiting your, your time frame to, let's say, a half day, you're really only going to be able to cover in great depth three bullet points in the entire half day. If you've got a day and a half, you might get, a, get away with nine. The bigger that the group gets, by the way, the fewer of these pieces of content that you'll be likely to be able to, to be able to cover. So like, for instance, let's say you've got 50 or 100 people or 200 people or 1,000 people in your audience. Well, instead of being able to get your content across with real active participation anyway, you won't, you're not going to be able to do that probably in an hour. It might take you an hour and a half. So from, from the time that you sit down in the morning to the time that you take your lunch break, you may only be able to cover two bullet points. And, and that's what's really limiting. I, I, I'll give you a good example of how, how um, people kind of misunderstand this. We, we were asked over the last really year or so, we, we started working with a pharmaceutical company. And this is a client we've been working with for a long time. So they know how we, how we work and they know how, how good we are at designing presentations. And they, they gave us a list of items that they wanted us to, to design a, a presentation around or design a, a, a custom training course around. And the, the big thing is, though, is that they wanted to make sure that they limited the time frame that their people would be in the training program to about a day and a half. And the reason why was because the folks who were going to be in the training program were going to be flying in from all over the world. They were only going to be in their, their corporate office area for a short period of time. And they wanted to make sure that they could get out and get on a flight by the end of the toward the, the latter part of the, the second day. So we're going to start early in the morning, probably about eight or nine o'clock in the morning, and then end at, at noon the second day. Well, just like what we were talking about a few seconds ago, what that does is that limits the amount of content that you can put into a program. We can we could cover about three different sessions or three hour long sessions or so in the morning, and then three hour long sessions in the in the afternoon of the first day, and then another three in the in the morning of the second day. So a total of about nine different pieces of content that we'd be able to deliver in that type of time period. And then they threw us a, a curve because um, typically if you want really good practical application, especially in a public speaking class like we're doing, 
you really have to limit the class size. That's one of the reasons why we limit the number of people that can go to our public fearless presentations class to about 10, 11, 12 people or so. Is that the, if you in, in a group that size, 10 people is big enough that folks actually get some, some practice speaking in front of a group, but it's not so big that it becomes burdensome for the, for the rest of the people in the class. So if you have like 50 people and everybody's getting up to give a presentation, that's going to be really challenging to fit into any type of time frame. So, so basically the, the limited spaces or limited uh, seating is very helpful. Well, this organization that we're working with had 20 people that they really wanted to go through that first that first program. Well, if you want everybody to get up and give a presentation, now you got 20 people in the class, that makes it a much more difficult to fit in that one hour to an hour and 15 minute time period if we're going to get three sessions in in each half day session or each each module in each half day session. So so basically by by putting more people into each one of those modules, they are each one, each one of those classes, the modules are going to take longer. So at that point, we went from being able to cover like nine bullet points in a half day, in a day and a half down to about six, you know, basically covering one module for about an hour and a half, taking a quick break, then come back and covering another module about an hour and a half. You're only able to cover about four, maybe five at the most pieces of content in a day. If you want people to be able to retain the content and be able to use it and be confident using that content. So, and that was a little challenging because when we did our conference call with them, when the, uh, the, the instructor who was designing this program for them, when she did the conference call with them and she kind of explained to them the, the content that she had developed, um, a, a few of the, a couple of the uh, decision makers were a little taken back because they were saying, well, wait, I really wanted this piece of content. I really wanted this other piece of content and it's not in there anymore. Well, it's, we're limited by the amount of time that we have to kind of cover the content. We could cover a lot more content in more of a cursory fashion, but people aren't going to remember it. People aren't going to retain it. People aren't going to be able to, to be confident using that, that content at the end of the program. So we really had to explain to the folks who were asking us to design this program for them that if we're going to have 20 people in a class and we're going to be limited to about a day and a half, we're really only going to be able to cover about six pieces of content in that day and a half time period. So the suggestion that we made was let's just create two programs. If you want every single thing covered that you that, that they outlined for us, we can just create two separate programs. We don't have to do them at, at the exact same time. We could do one this year and do the next one next year. We can do one this year and then come back in two months or three months with the same group and, and teach them something else. And they'll get a lot more practical application of stuff. They'll, they'll get content that they can use right now today, get comfortable with it, get confident with it, and then come back and we can build on that in a future session. And that's really what you want to do with your presentations as well, with your training programs. Even though you might be limited on time, even though you might be limited in uh, in uh, with the group size and that kind of thing, just focus on what people need to know now, what the people in your audience need to know now about this content. And then if you get a future session, a future time to give them a little bit more content, we can add to that. And we, if we get some time in the future, we can add to it again. So basically, d deliver the content for your workshops, your seminars in bite-sized pieces, and it'll make it a whole lot more practical for them. A good analogy or a good, a good example of how this works in real life, if you've ever witnessed a, a really good event planner put together a convention, they are masters at being able to, to break down the content or break down the activities 
into specific time periods. And if you look at a really well designed agenda for a good convention, you'll notice that each one of those modules, each one of those things that they're covering is focused on one specific topic or one specific outcome. And typically they last an hour, an hour and 15 minutes, an hour and a half at the most. And in fact, what you'll also notice that they do a lot of times is they'll put the real content driven kind of stuff early in the morning on the first day and then in the afternoon they'll do something a little bit more interactive like a breakout session or a series of breakout sessions and then as it gets further along in the day they'll start to put in things that are more entertainment based so when you're designing your content in your workshops and your seminars also keep that in mind is that the the stuff that that is going to be content driven you want to do that early in the day and as you get closer toward the end of the day you know people are going to be a little bit wiped out they're going to be a little tired they're going to be a little cranky and so you want to have more entertainment value in the stuff that you do later on so if you kind of keep that in mind you'll be able to design some really good workshops really good training programs some really good seminars for your folks without ha- without having to spend a fortune uh, by hiring outside companies um, thanks for attending the Fearless Presentations podcast. Hey, make sure and if you really like the content here, make sure and and leave us a review on iTunes or leave us a review anywhere that you find the uh, where, where you download your uh, your podcast. And it, it makes it a whole lot easier for people to find us if you do it that way. And then also um, make sure and check out fearlesspresentations.com for the podcast notes and for content on where we're going to be doing our two-day Fearless Presentations class in the very near future. Thank Thanks a lot for joining us. We'll see you next week. Subscribe to this podcast for new public speaking secrets each week. 